We are the Leafs Combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. It is Sunday, March 7, 2021. I'm Norm, along with Mike. Well, what do you know, Mr. Ajello? The Leafs have lost two in a row, beat by the Red Hot Canucks, who the Leafs really didn't have any answers for. 3-1 in the first game, 4-2 in the second game. Not a lot of goals against, but goals for. Uh, not there right now. Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Um, yeah, I think John Tavares said it uh, most accurately. They had a chance to make it a great road trip, and it ended up being a good road trip. You know, winning three in a row against Edmonton, who was chasing them for first place and putting them sort of in the rearview mirror. But then not taking advantage of an opportunity of playing against the Canucks without Elias Pettersson in the lineup for both games running into a hot goaltender in Thatcher Demko who played like he did in the bubble last year during the playoffs. Um, and that being said, they were still in these games last night, specifically, um, you know, up two to one going into the third, a careless flip over the glass by William Nylander. And then a even more careless behind the back um, dipsy do passed by, uh, by Mitch Marner in the neutral zone that ended up in a three on one the other way. So, yep. you know, there was enough blame to go around. I mean, the, I'm sure Lee fans are happy with the fact that, you know, they're from first place, they're first overall in the NHL, but I think the the fans that are always waiting for the other shoe to drop have evidence of, okay, not, not all is, is wonderful in, in the world of, of the Maple Leafs. And maybe there's, a little bit of a room con- for concern, but they, you know, it was a five game in eight night mm-hmm. road trip. And, you know, overall they got six of a possible 10 points. Yeah. Back to Toronto, they come a couple of days off. Sheldon Keith will certainly make a point of the brain farts that his players are committing. You can do it now. You can't do it. Um, when the season is on the line, this is part of the ebbs and flow of a season, Mike, and I bring this up constantly, but I've played uh, high-level sports, college sports, professional sports, mm-hmm. and, and I, it, it, a lot of times you, 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 you get caught up in the moment, but it's a series of moments. And the, the end goal uh, is to you know, put together enough victories and enough good play to, to come out on top. The Leafs are doing that save for the last couple of games, this is a really good team with a lot of great capabilities. And the opponent in Vancouver, uh, a bit of a wounded animal when you consider their entire season and how shitty it's been, uh, the Leafs were in line for something like this. And with the, the red-hot offense needing, a, um, you know, needing an opportunity to cool down at some point, better now. Um, then later in the season as we approach the playoff? Well, I think, you know, again, uh, there's not a great uh, cause for concern, but like yesterday, you know, and actually in the two-game series, the Leafs' penalty killing was not effective. They were you know, 0 for 2 on the mm-hmm. penalty kill yesterday, and, and that was essentially the difference in the game. The, sure. the, the Besser goal in the first period and the Bo Horvat goal that tied it up midway through the third. I mean, obviously you need your penalty kill to be at a 85 to 90% kill rate to be able to be, you know, I think a, a serious contender. Um, but, you know, it, is it a, is it a blip 
Yeah, more than likely. And I, I think that you have to factor in the fact that they were probably exhausted. I mean, at least I thought that that was the main reason for the, the loss uh, on Thursday was, you know, uh, it was back to back. Hutchinson was in goal. I didn't think he was particularly strong, but he wasn't really to blame for the loss. You know, a couple seeing eye goals. But, you know, for a team that was that played almost letter perfect in the three games against Edmonton. It was sort of a come down from that to, you know, being mere mortals against the Canucks who, you know, are not a good team defensively, but mm-hmm. they play, they played well defensively and they played and Demko played really well. Yeah. We're about the halfway point of this contracted season. So uh, if the Leafs aim to be the best and there's great play ahead, um, then <laughs> it, we'll get there. Uh, Winnipeg comes into Toronto on Tuesday. They were beaten pretty good by the Habs. So you know the Jets will be eager. Are you expecting the change of scenery to reignite the Matthews-Marner line? Because it has been cold since Matthews' return. Yeah, things just have seemed a little off. I mean, Matthews, I mean, he's had a couple opportunities that uh, – that missed corner uh, that he, uh, you know, it was a wide open top corner against mm-hmm. Demko in, in the game on Thursday that, you know, he looks sort of looked to the skies. I mean, two weeks ago, he would have hit that. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, it, that that's, that's the ebbs and flows of the season. You know, you, for one week, you can't miss the next week. You're missing things that you normally wouldn't. So again, I don't think that's a, a cause for concern. The thing mm-hmm. is though, it's like you, you did see, Tavares pick up when Marner was moved to his line. And now that's sort of continued because Tavares, I think was arguably the best leaf uh, on the ice last night. Um, and, you know, it seems that him and Nylander seem to have kicked things into gear, yep. but now it's, now it's a question of getting everybody into gear. Yeah. And uh, it's certainly a process, but we're also seeing, uh, contributors score as well. Well, I mean, Jimmy VC, I mean, I wish he could bottle the last week, three goals in three games after I think he had gone 17 or 18 without a point. So, you know, and now you'd have to say that a factor there is he got moved to the fourth line and Jason Spezza who's got, I think 16 points. I mean, it's unbelievable how Spezza is playing on the fourth line. Um, but you know, so that that sort of kick started him, and I thought the the third line of Mikheyev, Engvall, and uh, Hyman when Hyman was playing on that line, you know, also played really well. And but they, you know, it, Sheldon Keith decided to move Hyman up to other lines to jumpstart them because, uh, especially the the, the Matthews Marner pairing, um, it, it just seemed they needed that jumpstart, and Hyman. Um, arguably has been the most valuable player for this team all year. Speaking of jump starts, what's the status of Wayne Simmons? Well, if you take the six week um, diagnosis that occurred, that occurred when he broke the wrist, he's about, I think four weeks into it. So, Mm. you know, now I haven't heard anything about him being on the ice. Um, So uh, it's, it sounds like it's going to be at least a couple weeks. You know, they really don't have any cause to rush him back. I mean, obviously, everybody wants him back because of the physicality he brings mm-hmm. to the lineup. But I, I I don't think they want to risk what happened with Jack Campbell to happen to Simmons, rush him back and then yeah. re-injure himself. So, and, you know, I think, you know, Campbell, they need him in goal. He's 3-0. and They need Anderson to play as a number one, but they need 
the backup to play, and especially a backup like Campbell, who's playing so well, to play mm-hmm. his requisite amount of games, but they need him to be back 100% healthy. So I think they're going to take it a little careful this time around and make sure that he's 100% before he steps back in. OG's converts, what do you think? Let us know below this post. Easy peasy, all part of the process, or is there cause for concern? We don't want to gin up anxiety, uh, but we want to be realistic. We're roughly uh, through the halfway period of this Interesting little 56-game regular season. Uh, It's been a good first half. Are you expecting the same in the second half? Do you think it gets better? Do you think it gets worse? We want to know your thoughts below this post. You can also do that in community. Thanks for all the feedback on Mike and I's first endeavor (laughs) into, um, you know, a face-to-face video convo. This isn't foreign to me. I've worked in television for uh, 20 years, and Mike does these sorts of, um, you know, hockey buzz uh, webcasts and videos uh, all the time. It's just for us, uh, you know, we've been audio focused, and we do know that uh, many of you would like to see our uh, beautiful faces. And we, we, we appreciate that because we still have something left to give. So we're going to be incorporating um, the, the face-to-face combos more probably once a week. And then at some point, it, it may supplant uh, what, what you're hearing right now. Uh, but then again, I, I like the, the mixture of, of everything. It just comes down to content, right? If you like mm-hmm. the content, you like what we're saying, dislike what we're saying, but you come back for more. That's the entire point. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you listen to us frequently, can you hit the subscribe button? It would mean a lot to us. Hit the like button. And you know what? I don't care if you don't like what we're saying. You can hit the uh, thumbs down button as well. That's your prerogative. And at least you're um, having your say and you're interacting with what we do. Mike, before we go, and this is a very short convo, so I apologize to those who like to listen to the longer ones. We'll get at them in the future. Um, Winnipeg for three. So coming off the two losses to Vancouver, I, I'm looking at it like, you know, it's just part of the business of professional hockey when you're uh, mired in a season. But it could get bad pretty quickly if the Leafs don't get their shit together against the Jets team that wants to come to Toronto and do some damage. Yeah, against the Jets team that they play nine times. Yeah. So we're talking about nine, that familiarity, nine times. right, Mike? That familiarity. It's it's good on one hand because you get to understand the subtleties and the nuances and the idiosyncrasies of your opponent. If you're better than them, you can exploit them. But you see the same face over and over again. There's a habit to you know pull off the gas a little bit or get a little bit exhausted with that same feel night in and night out. Yeah, I mean, they I, arguably, I think they had the best goaltending in the division with Connor Hollebuck, the, the Vesna Trophy winner. And now after the trade, they have a one-two punch up the middle that uh, in, in Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mark Shifley that can match up with Tavares and Matthews, where their weak spot is on the blue line. Mm. And, you know, Kevin Sheveldayoff may address uh, the blue line in the, at the trade deadline. Um, just to I'll, I'll just be quick on this, um, the interesting thing about the Leafs is, you know, we continue to hear the top six forward rumor uh, about them acquiring somebody before the deadline. And I, I think those are legitimate, but it, it's, it's a question of how they can fit that type of player under the cap 
Uh, if you look at cap friendly right now, they have like, like $130,000 in cap space going into the deadline, which is not sufficient to add anybody. Mm. So more than likely it's going to be, it's going to end up being with some sort of creative accounting with uh, Brandon Pridham, the, the capologist uh, of the Leafs. And more than likely, I think if they do make any kind of acquisition, it's going to end up being something like they did last year uh, with, uh, with Vegas and Chicago. Now, Vegas got Robin Leonard from Chicago, but it was through Toronto and Toronto retained salary in that deal and got a fifth round pick for it. The Leafs may be in a situation where they're going to acquire somebody uh, and it's going to have to be through a third team with the third team retaining salary. It's, mm-hmm. it's complicated, but it happened last year. It's very possible it's going to happen this year. And with the number of teams in terms of sellers increasing, we saw, and then in the last couple of weeks, Nashville is probably a seller. And yesterday, Elliot Friedman reported that basically Buffalo is open for business. Um, that yep. means a guy like Eric Stahl, who I keep pointing to yep. as, as maybe a top nine answer who makes a little over three million bucks. That could be somebody that they target. But we have over a month until that uh, April 12th deadline. Mathematical and financial entanglements be damned. Do the Leafs have to make a move to improve? Yes, I do. I think they need him. I mean, you can always improve. And when you're close and when you're a contender, you don't leave things to chance. We, you know, we've seen injuries so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, knock on wood, their defense has been relatively untouched. They've had seven healthy defensemen, except for Muzzin uh, breaking the facial bone uh, in the last couple weeks. <clears throat> you don't know what's going to happen uh, especially after the after the deadline, if somebody goes down, then all of a sudden, you know, Miko Lettinen's in the lineup, and God forbid that you know Martin Marinson gets anywhere close to the NHL. So, yeah, they, I think that there is room to improve, but the question is, how do they do that? Uh, and that that will be a very interesting interesting because I, I I don't know how they do it, but I think they're going to have to. And when those border doors open, you don't know what the hell you're going to get, so you better have all hands on deck, everybody ready to go. Because that tournament is going to be wild. Yeah, I mean, it, well, let's just say this. The, the, the report a couple days ago from Pierre Lebrun that if the border situation doesn't change in terms of uh, it being opened or the, 12, the 14-day quarantine, that the, that the Leafs may have to play the third round or the Stanley Cup final and play their home games in Buffalo which, you know, the Blue Jays played their regular season games in Buffalo. I mean, you know, yes. I would love it. Because, I, I would love it because I'm here. But, I mean, it gets to the point of, you know, come on. It's, it's you know, you're telling me that the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup and not going to play any of their home games at Scotiabank Arena. I understand it's a pandemic. I understand, you know, that they don't want, the, you know, COVID-19 to spread. But, you know. You have thousands of truck drivers entering each country every single day, back and forth, thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands. What's the big deal if you have a couple of hockey teams doing the same? It's a lot of people think that there's something at work that is overblown, blah, blah, blah. Come on. It's a pandemic. We got to be smart about it, but geez, these are, these are special circumstances. Don't you think these teams with millions of dollars and a, a, a focus on, on, Health and, and safety can figure something out. I mean, again, it comes down to the law. It comes down to, you know, what each country wants to do. But, geez, the, the idea of 
these teams not able to come back to, to play in their home buildings uh, during the playoffs makes me uh, question the entire process. Why even bother doing it if it's if it's going to be that Mickey Mouse? That's just me. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I would hope that things will loosen up as they get into May and June, but it's just, it's out there. I mean, and I didn't think it was a possibility the Blue Jays would play their games in Buffalo or the Raptors would play their games in Tampa this year. I thought by now things would be getting back to a sense of normalcy. We'll see. I have hope that, you know, I will see Canada before the summer and that the Leafs and whoever they play, if, if the Leafs do get to the conference final, that that team will be able to cross the border and play at Scotiabank Arena. And, you know, dare I say it, maybe in front of a couple thousand fans, maybe I'm being a sunny optimist, but we'll see. Yeah, I want to see fans in the stands. You don't have to put 20,000 people into the seats. It would be nice, but that's not what I'm talking about. These teams should be able to get across the border and and function normally. I want to see a normal functioning playoff, even though this playoff to come is anything but normal. It all remains to be seen. In the now, though, Mike, uh, the Leafs have done really well. Uh, Through the halfway point of the season, it's on to a three-game set with Winnipeg. you got to get three points out of this thing at minimum. Have a good one, my friend.